You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It is wonderful to be back to announce a pretty special new podcast. Yes, the long-awaited Australian business podcast is officially in your podcast player. It is very long awaited. I mean, I think you were trying to start this January 2021. Yeah, so this is 18 months in the making. So they're in, we did one episode. I can't remember when that was, actually. It was a while ago. It came out in January 2021. Oh, okay. Yes. So you know that. Okay, so here we go. I looked that up. But okay. uh, I think it's a good example of the fact that starting and running a business is a marathon and not a sprint. And that is <laughs> yes. definitely the case yes. in our world for the brand new Australian business podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast players. We will give you a little taste in today's episode. Owen's going to share a little bit of his own journey, a bit about what the podcast and the new free business course that is highly awaited as well because we launched it. Yes. Away before it actually existed. We had, we had before we launched the course, we had 1,500 people enroll in it. Yes. And there was nothing in it. There was nothing in it. It was a shell of a course. Yes. It was well. just an empty soul of a course. But it actually... You know, it's super important. So after that, we did that episode a little while ago. So many people reached out to us and said, I really want to hear more of this. I, you know, I'm thinking of starting a small business. I I have plans to go in, into business for myself. I want to run my own business. I want to be a contractor. I want to be a freelancer. Or I just want to understand businesses better to invest in them. So how all Absolutely. the mechanics work. Absolutely. And then there's a heap of people that are in businesses they run their own business or they're a manager and they kind of feel lost. So it can be a very, like if we say finance is a solo journey, I think small biz- running a small business is probably even more so mm. because every business is unique. Yeah. And so we think to ourselves when we run a business, well, there's no one that can really help me. 
and or I've got to figure it out or I've got to take it on. And that happens so much in small businesses. Especially when you're the only employee at the very start. Yeah, at the very start. You're the one that lays the groundwork, decides on the strategies for you wear marketing hats, you wear uh, HR, you are the tax person. You just do, do it all. Mm. So the idea behind the Australian Business Podcast which you can look it up in your podcast player right now and subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can just look it up while you listen to this and hit subscribe. Um, I mean, you can also do that on Spotify as well. Yeah, well. Same process. Yeah. For anyone that uses Spotify, it's great. You know, yeah, interesting. Some of the other podcasters in our realm, just as a weird side note, actually have bigger audiences on Spotify than they do on pod- Apple Podcasts. But our audience is bigger on Apple Podcasts mm. than it is on Spotify. I don't know any of the others that are like that. So that's interesting. Anyway, you can do that while while you hear us just rant about uh, businesses. But a lot of people go on this journey um, expecting one thing and getting completely the other thing. So this podcast, the first 12 episodes, are distinctly about how to start a business. So it's purely following the course. There's about 12 lessons in the course. Following that, like not word for word, but pretty close to like what you get in the course because then you can... If you don't have time to go through all of the course on the site, but you still want the resources like the, the business plan templates, the HR documents, what you need to give your employees, uh, how to use zero, like all these different things are in the course. But if you don't have time to sit there and go through the course, you can actually just listen to it and then go back and pick the resources up or go through the episode at your own yeah. time. And even in the first episode, you were pretty raw with your story of taking Rask on its whole journey from yeah. your spare room until into what it is today and all the evolutions it's gone through and the fact that starting a small business is there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of stress and there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows as well. So I think that episode was really good in sort of sharing that it's not all fun and games as a small business owner. When did did you and I first meet? Do you remember when that was? I was very early 2018. Yeah, okay. So I think I launched the business in June 2017. And I was working on it for about six months before that. So I left uh, The Motley Fool and then moved across. And just in that time, like, obviously, I've lost most of my hair. It doesn't take uh, a genius to work that one out. And that's a lot of that's to do with the business. But um, this is, I'm sure there's some hereditary hair loss going on as well. But uh, yeah, it, it it's been a... If you want to listen to the full story, go and listen to episode one of the Australian Business Podcast because... I actually break down in absolute detail. I probably spend more time talking about all the difficulties of running a small business because the the number one p- reason people get into small businesses or even start their own business is this. There are three ways to make money. You can earn your income, so like a wage. Everyone basically does this, like tens of millions of Aussies. You can invest in someone else's business. We do that via the stock market. So You can buy shares in Telstra. It's not your business, but you are an owner of it. That's another way. And then the third way is to run your own business. And this is where you have control over the operations. And there are over two and a half million small businesses. That ranges from everything- In Australia. Just in Australia. So that, and- when we say Australia is built by small businesses, it's no lie. Like there are so many. When you think that there's less than say 30 million people to have so many businesses mm. and yes, there is about, I think it's about 68% of those businesses are sole traders. So that's where you just get an ABN and you do your thing. But then there's micro businesses. That's probably the next big category, which is like one to four employees. And then you obviously got big businesses like, you know, name, BHP, like all those huge, but there's not many of them. 
right? So we are a nation of small business owners. And in Australia, we are a nation of contractors. There are a lot of us out there that if you're listening to this, you're probably in this situation where you're a tradie or maybe you do like gig economy work. You have a business, even though it might be just a, a one person band, your band is your business. And all of these people go on this journey and we get com- like it, we get, it gets complicated by uh, different tax rules for different types of businesses. There's all these different incentives that pop up. There's like HR rules. There's a lot of rules when super, you have employees and yeah. how you treat them, how you pay them, how you deal with their concerns. Mm. And in episode one of the, the, the business podcast, I talked about some of those massive issues that most small businesses go on. Depending on the studies that you look at, you could say maybe half of the businesses today won't exist in five years. So if you just think about that, um, getting to the next five years is a huge achievement. But also, there are so many different ways that you could go where you can make mistakes. And so in episode one, I break down how we've almost failed multiple times. So, you know, even as we sit here in this room, there's you and I, and then there's Monique sitting off to the side there. Um, We've gone from 10 people in the team to us three in six months. Now that's like, this is not to do numbers, but that is very, very, very painful to say goodbye to friends and team members and to scale back. But this isn't the first time that's happened. It happened three or four years ago. And that is why I've lost my hair because it is so stressful to go through that emotionally. And for everyone else as well. So the podcast is a chance to help people get to their first, that get to their fifth birthday if they want to start a business. The second thing is to know that you're basically not alone. If you're going on this journey, whether you have just an idea or whether you have a hundred employees, even if you're a manager, like the idea is that you're not alone and there's a, a resource available to you where you can learn. Yeah. And what do they say that the, you know, the, the person that has no master has a fool for a master. Meaning that like, unless you can learn from other people that have made mistakes and achieve success, I think you're going to find that you, you have a greater probability of failure. So that is basically why the podcast exists. And, you know, I just, I basically with the course, the course is kind of like the, the accompanying material. And with that, I just wanted to give you everything that I figured out so that you don't have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's there. And it, if I was starting the business today, this is exactly what I w- would want it to know. Like even this j- jumper, right? This jumper was made with Canva. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Right? But you I was couldn't using Vistaprint and I was getting shock and printing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. And there's so many businesses changing all the time and the tools and techniques you can use. And that's why it's really important to access up-to-date information when you're going through this process. And I think we can often get distracted because you're seeing the success of a small business on Instagram and on articles and you're seeing them getting picked up in the age or the national Mm. um, TV and you're really seeing the business's best life, not necessarily their real life and you're not seeing all of the ups and downs along the way. And so I think that's what we've done well through the podcast is actually sharing some of the highs and lows of it all. Um, It can be a lot of fun and a lot of freedom and control over your time, but also it can be the complete opposite of that as well. And it can can be the master of your time. Yeah, it can. And so... You know, one of the things that many small business owners don't do is they, um, 
They don't spend enough time on their business. They spend too much time in their business. So day-to-day, on the tools, um, just really getting stuck down in little things. I do this a lot of the time. But the reality is you get into business so it can work for you. And a lot of people can't figure out how to escape the day-to-day and make it work for them. So it's just like a black hole for their time. But maybe before we move into these tips, maybe just share some illustrations of kind of just some interesting ideas that you might not know about and some people that you think, oh, that's, you know, I know them for one thing, but it's actually the other thing. So the first one that I'll bring up is Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Her name's actually Orpah. It's actually O-R-P-A-H, but the, the television networks couldn't remember it and they couldn't spell it correctly. So she just changed it to Oprah. And um, so she runs, it used to be the most popular daytime television show, but most people know because she's like, extremely wealthy and extremely successful. But almost all of her wealth hasn't actually come from appearing on the TV show. It's actually come from owning the studio Mm. and then owning her own network. Right. So someone, it worked out back in the day that someone actually tried to, you know, a bit unbecoming, but someone tried to screw her over. Someone realized that Oprah was never making royalties, even though it was her show, like from the face of it. It wasn't actually her show when it come to the money that was being made. And so she met a lawyer and they went back to the studio. Studio originally knocked her back. So then she built a two-acre property and she started Harpo Studios. And then eventually it later worked out that um, that studio that she was getting knocked back from ended up paying her (laughs) and and her business. So that's how she's made the majority of her wealth. And then the other one, which people might not know about is actually uh, Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan's the most successful um, NBA basketball player of all time. And Michael Jordan actually makes dollars every time some um, Jordans are sold, the, you know, the shoes, the runners. And people don't know that, but there have been many other professional athletes that have been sponsored by Nike that haven't been able to grow the same amount of wealth. And the reason that he's done it is because he turned it into his business. He basically started a business that enabled him to receive endorsements, but like own parts of businesses and mm. make an annuity stake. And that's why he makes a lot of money, not necessarily because he's the greatest basketball player that's lived, but actually because he created a business to benefit from that. And there are dozens of other examples of, we see people in the news like Rihanna with the Fenty Beauty Line. Rihanna is her makes more money from that than she does from singing. Yeah. I love when you hear about stories of celebrities when they, um, early on in a company, they might have performed or done something. And instead of taking money, they might have taken that as equity in the business. And then you obviously only hear about the good stories where it's turned into the next Google, the next Netflix. But um, I think that's quite clever that sometimes you can take payment in equity if you're in that kind of position rather than in cash. Yeah. And that happens a lot in like the Finfluencer space and in the influencer space online these days. We see a lot of businesses pop up and their idea is that they get an audience and then they build something out of that. Mm. And that's what we call aggregation. It's an aggregation business model. Like Google's the best one at this. Google is just one of like a dozen browsers like Alta Vista, Yahoo. You've probably heard of all these other search engines. If you're old enough, you will remember them. Google just happened to win. Yeah. Right. And now Google makes money off eyeballs. Uh, and that's one of the most valuable companies in the world. 
So that's an example of a business doing it. But yeah, so many people can do it. And these are all fascinating stories. I love to hear these things. So And there's a lot of podcasts that do that really well yeah. and that really unpack the story behind how someone built yeah. that company. So the Guy Raz podcast in the United States by NPR is um, How I Built This. It's a fantastic podcast. It's actually Melanie Perkins, the founder of Canva. Mm. And so I love hearing these stories as a business owner, but also as an investor. I love hearing about small businesses, about what do they do that made them a success? What mm. did they do that makes them made them a failure? There's a huge amount of survivorship bias when we talk about these things. But yeah, I just think I'm I'm wanting to learn. So if you want to follow along, um, come over to the Australian Business Podcast. It's taking nothing away from the Australian Finance Podcast. It's not at all. like There's really no overlap. Um, and it's more a journey of how do people do things better? How do teams work better? How do business get started? What separates, like, why did this one cafe be successful and have five places and this other one, these other 20 have failed? Yeah. So that's the kind of thing. And, you know, from, from our perspective, like, I don't know where the podcast is going to go after episode 12, but I, I imagine it will go into the realm of hearing multiple stories of success and failure. And so if you like stories of businesses, brands you know, brands you don't know, I think that's where it will probably go. And then if you're a business owner or you're someone that's thinking about this, you're going to learn through osmosis by hearing this. What? Oh, you know, I've got a, like we've early days, but we've, we've had someone reach out to us and um, send us some coffee beans today because he started a business. Seems pretty successful from the outside. And he sent us some coffee beans from his business. That's what he does. Maybe there's someone else that wants to do that. And what can they learn if he comes on the show? You know, and you hear from that brand. It's a huge leg up. So if you're in this market, go and check it out. If you run your own business and you want to take it seriously, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So the Australian Business Podcast on your favorite podcast player and also the Australian Business Course, which is on Rask Education, all free. But I think we should get into some of the meat of today's episode. Yeah, well, I'll be quick. Which is Owen's five tips for starting a business. Very, very high level. Um, yeah, yeah. What sure. do you got for us? Let's, let's kick it off. So first thing would be to ask why you want to get into small business. Most people want to get into, I say small business because that's how every business starts. But um, if you want to start a business, just know why you want to do it. And for most people, it comes through a multitude of different things. But if we could sum it up, people want two things. They want control over their time, which is what they perceive small business owners to have. And the other one is they want money. Um, so for, for me trying to help people on this journey, how could you take this first step and in your business journey, the first thing to do is to sit down and ask yourself why you're getting into business. Like we talk about vision boards. Maybe people know vision boards from like, you know, when you're at school and you have like pictures and stuff on your wall. In the business course, I give you a free um, download. It actually includes all the material in one download. And you can actually answer that. It's about five to 10 questions. And I'll ask you why you're getting into it. Do you want wealth? Do you want success? What do you want? And You'll be surprised at the answers that come to you. If you just want money, you will probably have a better chance of growing wealthy by not starting a business. Yeah. And sometimes even the time factor, you'll yeah. have more time maybe just working in a less intense job than starting a business. So that's it. Like you get, yeah, it's a huge to get to five years, no matter what business you're going to do, probably the exception being things like consulting or uh, even tradies, because it's kind of an accepted norm say if you're a carpenter, there's not a great deal of upfront costs. Like you, chances are you already have your ute, 
you've already have your your um, power tools and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a natural progression. But if you're in anything else, just ask yourself why you want to take that risk because you might find that it's just not for you and you can just invest in companies about the stock market and make more money. Yeah. Number two would be to start your market research. And I say to do it at least six months in advance, but honestly, I would be doing, I'd be preparing years in advance before starting a business. Um, you know, if you just look at all the failed cafes in your area, that's because people haven't properly planned. And I've had this idea, I want to start a cafe in and pick a suburb, I don't know, Brunswick. I want to start a cafe in Brunswick. That's where all the cafes are. Yeah, well, it's probably the case that you're probably going to fail because there's already all the cafes there. So what are you going to do that's different? Um, and just understanding the competitors, the marketplace, how you are going to find consumers, um, how... You know, how you're going to pay people, who you need to start that business. Um, these are all valid questions. And if you go to get a loan from a bank like NAB that does business banking, they're going to ask you all these questions. So you've got to know them anyway. Yeah. Um, and so start planning sooner rather than later. Um, and there's one more that will tie into this in just a few minutes. But this is the number one reason businesses fail. 27% of businesses fail because they do not plan enough in advance. That's number two. Number three is what is it going to cost you? And there are two costs here. You want to know what your business is going to cost you up front and what it's going to cost you month to month. The way I think about this is it's kind of like running a hurdle race. So every month you've got to jump over the hurdle and the hurdle is your cost. So if it's $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, maybe it's even bigger. Right? You've got to reach that hurdle before you can enjoy any success mm. and keep running to the next one. And a lot of people don't take the time to figure that out up front. They think this is a great idea. I'll just do this and this and this. Like I was like that. Um, but just trying to figure that out. Um, again, we've got a business plan template that you can download. It will help you understand this as, um, alongside a lot of other things. But um, this leads me to number four, which is a Warren Buffett quote. And many other people have said it too. You drinking game, Kate. You got to drink now. Um, number four is don't test the water with both feet. I think Warren Buffett. No, so that's Warren Buffett. Barefoot investor called this the trapeze. You know, the people that swing from one side to the other and they sometimes catch each other or they jump onto the next thing. The idea is that you don't let go of one until you've got, you're in distance of the other one. So for a lot of people, you know, trade is a perfect example. A lot of people do cashies or they do things on the side, like on Saturdays, and then they slowly build up their client base and whatever, and then they jump across. Yeah, like some people start with a market stall or yeah. doing it as a side hustle on top of their full-time job to see if there's demand for that product at that particular price point. And a lot of the time, uh, we, we handled this in episode two, uh, you know, big ideas and cold realities, which is that a lot of people start side hustles because it's something that they enjoy doing. Like you'll have like someone that does like wood turning, like typically our men are in this category. They have like, they make something with their hands because they enjoy doing it. Uh, women would be, you know, there's a lot of like um, homewares or even things like uh, furniture and th these types of things that men and women tend to enjoy. And a lot of people do it on Saturdays and Sundays and after work because they just enjoy doing it. Mm. And then someone's like, oh, well, you could sell this. And then what happens typically is they start to do it and it's not fun because it's work. Yeah. And you got orders and people aren't happy and you got to make something that you're not happy about and all this stuff. And the side hustle fails. Now, that's okay because you've actually figured out that you wouldn't want to do it. But if you gave up your job and you just went like, hey, I'm going to start making furniture. And then you got these orders and you're like, I don't like this anymore. 
well, at least you haven't left your job. You haven't sacrificed a lot to go and try that. Yeah. And so that would be it. Don't test the water with both feet. And I just say one word of caution here for anyone that's in a professional job. So when I say professional, I mean like accountant, lawyers, finance, whatever. If you're trying to start a business in exactly the same industry, just read your employment agreement because you might have the non-compete. Yeah. Finally, and this is the last one, is just take your marketing seriously. Um, and I would say even be aggressive with your marketing. So there's you know, this rule that in business, you set the standard for your employees. If you aren't prepared to stand up in front of people and say, buy my shit, the next person in your team is not going to do it. You have to be the most passionate. You have to be the most technical, typically in the beginning, because if you're not going to do it, who else is going to do it? Mm. Um, And so I would say, this is one of the big reasons businesses fail. I think this is number three. So just make sure that you're prepared to find your customers or at least the market and you double click on what works. You've tested a few things and you just go for it. Yeah. Because you've got to. you got to hustle. And, and you might have to try mediums of marketing that you've never used before or you don't particularly enjoy because that is how people in your industry get customers and how customers discover your product or service. Yeah. Like with, with us, for example, Kate, with the podcast and with our journey, you and I, we don't like doing seven to 15 second videos. We're not TikTokers, right? We are not built for this. We are, yeah. we are different. I love long form content. But we, but we know we have to do it. Yes, we've right? come to that realization. Yeah, because that's where everyone is. And so we have to adapt to that. Now, I th- repeatedly, whether it's a small business or a massive business, businesses that adapt and are more flexible will mm. do better, just as a general rule. If you're like stuck in the old ways, it's just like counting your days, really. So you need to adapt. And so these are my five things. Ask yourself why. Start your market research at least six months in advance, I'd say longer. Know what it's going to cost upfront and ongoing. Remember the hurdle analogy. Number four, don't test the water with both feet. Start it as a side hustle. It doesn't work. No worries. Go back to you know being a hobby. And number five, take your marketing seriously. And if you need to know how to market, you just need to understand who your market is. And what we do is you just build a customer profile. You give them a name. We do Sky and Ryan. You give them an age, what kind of clothes do they wear, where do they go on weekends, how do they find you. If you know who that is, imagine that person in your head, that is who you're marketing to, work backwards from there. So those are my five tips. It's the Australian Business Podcast. I don't really know what we're going to do after episode 12. I want to hear from you. Please send me, I've had so many people reach out already. Uh, The audience is still small, but like in comparison to this podcast, for example, (laughs) but um, it's been so good. So good. Like, yeah, like I, we've even got a spot on the podcast. If you think that you want to just get your podcast, uh, your, your brand, like let me know because I'll pro- I've got one slot left that we can do from an advertising perspective. We'll just chuck it on there and see what happens. Uh, it's, a, it's a place where we can go and figure things out together. We can hear the stories of other people. If you think you'd make a good guest, maybe even a potential co-host, reach out. Like we're, we're, we're kind of just taking it anywhere we want to go. So um, fantastic. It'll help you learn more about businesses and everything in between. 
That's okay. Wonderful. Well, That's my promo. Done. Five great tips for people wanting to start a business and some great free resources in the Australian Business Podcast and the Australian Business Course, which is also free mm-hmm. on Rask Education with all of our wonderful other money and investing courses. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Yes, we did have one. Can I read out, can I read out a review? You of the can read business out a course? review okay, if you so, like. It's, it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. We got... Um, a review on the course. This is the first one. I don't know exactly who this is, but thank you so much for writing it. Uh, perfect timing. We're sitting down to start planning our business this week. And once again, Rask has provided all the unfiltered guidance and useful resources I need to go into it with confidence. The stern warnings and harsh reality checks combined with kind affirmations and dad jokes suggest I will be a great father one day. Okay, that took a turn. I did not expect <laughs> it to go there, but that's great. That's wonderful. So um, thank you for that review. And um, thank you for anyone that wants to listen. I really do need your feedback though. So please reach out to me and um, we'll go from there. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.